Hello, this is John Henry Weston coming to you from the March for Life here in Washington, D.C. We're going to be speaking on today's show with a wonderful girl who came here from all the way from England. Eden Linton works for SPUC, the oldest pro-life group in the world. We're going to hear what she had to think about the March for Life here in Washington, and it's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. All right, let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Eden, welcome to the program. Hi, welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be with you. We were with you in Rome a little while ago. You were part of our Rome Youth Conference with Cardinal Burke. You just heard Cardinal Burke speak here uh, at the March for Life, at this pro-life summit of the March for Life, the day after the March for Life. Let me start with a little bit about you. Where are you from and what do you do? So I'm originally from London and I live in Glasgow now and I work for SPUC up in Scotland as a youth and education officer. So I organize youth conferences like this, but not to this scale, um, and youth events. And I also go into schools and talk to school children about life issues. Awesome. Awesome. So. Great stuff that you're doing. Now, I have to ask, we had a historic event yesterday go on. We had the President of the United States for the very first time in history, like 50 years, come and speak to the March for Life. What was your reaction when you were there? It was absolutely amazing. It was really great to see the crowd and be among the crowd because he, obviously, the first president ever to come to the March for Life, to support the March for Life and openly do it, like that, that's going to make history. And so to be there for that, and to see what he had to say to us and how like supportive he was of the pro-life movement was amazing, amazing, incredible. <laughs> the, the crowd was electric. Um, it was it was such a memorable experience. I, I knew you knew that you were going through history. Uh, you were present. You can tell your children and grandchildren. I was there when it happened. Just amazing. Well, let's talk about you. I mean. Before the march here is a huge event. It's got all sorts of things that happen throughout the week. Before the march, the night the night before the march, they have a what they call a vigil mass for the March for Life. It's an incredible thing. It's a procession that takes like half an hour because it's 25, 35 bishops, cardinals, priests galore, 100 usually 150 priests, hundreds of seminarians all in procession and then the church which is supposed to hold only about, you know, to 8,000 people is up to 10, 15,000. So what did you make of that first? That was incredible. I think to see so many Catholic leaders actually doing their duty to the pro-life movement and attending such an important mass and an important event for the pro-life movement was incredible. Um, we don't have that involvement back home with Catholic bishops and priests um, coming and attending these events and even hosting masses like that for our March for Life. Um, so to see that and to witness that, uh, it was really, really inspiring and hopefully we can take that back to the UK and do that over there. Absolutely. I think that's so essential. I think here, um, you know, America is, is a large country, so you have, you know, people coming from far away, yes, but most come from the neighboring uh, places and they empty out the Catholic schools. That The biggest attendees here are Catholic schools that empty out, both high schools, sometimes older in the grades, grade schools, but universities and so on, and they're so supportive. And I've noticed at the March for Life in England, March for Life all over the world, Rome and in, in other countries, 
that presence of Catholic bishops, as you were mentioning, sort of leading the way, if you will, is sadly lacking. What would you say to the bishops in England, for instance, about coming to the March for Life, leading the March for Life, not only allowing, but encouraging the March for Life? I think being a bishop, you have a duty to the church and to the pro-life movement because without the right to life, you would have no parishioners, you would have no Catholics. Um, and obviously, because the right to life is given to us by God and is the most fundamental human right, you need Catholic leaders to be promoting this, shouting it from the rooftops, not being ashamed to say in their sermons to their parishioners in masses in a kind, compassionate and loving way. Um, and coming here, obviously, I was speaking to lots of people around me at the march and all of them, Catholic schools, Catholic universities, these big banners like I'm from this university, this school, I could not believe how many Catholics, it was like, like majority of the march, the marchers were Catholics. And then comparing that to the UK march, I know it's smaller and it's still growing in momentum, but there are not that amount of Catholic students and bishops and priests bringing their parishioners, encouraging it. I go into churches, obviously, to do white flower appeals for Spuck. And there's no advertising for the March for Life. We already know the date. We already know the date for the UK one. Why isn't this being advertised? Why aren't we getting buses and coaches going down to London? England's not a big place. You can get down there very, very easily. Just bring people. That's your duty as a shepherd um, and as a leader in the church. And that's not that's not happening. And even with school teachers as well, Catholic schools should be bringing their students. Every Catholic school in the UK should be bringing a bus full of their students to the March for Life. And that's just not happening. Now, it's one thing for pro-life leaders to tell bishops and priests and school teachers, please bring your young people. But I think it's another thing for young people themselves to ask of their own bishops and priests and teachers, can't you bring us to the March for Life? To get together in groups of two or three, it might be so small. But doing that, I think, is very powerful. You've, you know a lot of young people. Would you do that, start that movement of having them ask their bishops, their priests, their teachers, hey, why aren't we going to the March? Can we go to the March for Life? Can you take us to the March for Life? Yes. So normally before the March for Life, I do email out, well, sometimes email, depends how formal I'm being, or message my friends and say, can you bring buses? And I do message university chaplains. So last year, um, I was doing that. I was trying to help universities bring busloads down, tell them how to do it, what buses to take, when it is, schedules and all of that. And we take a bus from Scotland, which is a really, really good. Um, but I think, and this might be a bit offensive, but I think the UK are very lazy. Our people are very lazy and it's a lot of effort to go down there. They don't want to travel long um, and they're not willing to put in that effort for life. Uh, so I think people really need to actually think about this issue and motivate themselves to be doing something about it because it's all very well saying you're Catholic, but if you're not actually taking the active steps to um, set that example for people and actually show that you're Catholic by doing these things, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this thing is so encouraging. It's so incredibly, insanely encouraging. We bring all of our new staff down here, for sure, from anywhere in the world, just to see it, because it's ridiculous. Often in the pro-life movement, we feel alone. We feel like, oh, it's, we're like the only ones here. Oh, this is ridiculous. Then you come here and you realize, oh my gosh, everybody uh, believes this. And there's so many of them. Um, that kind of support, that kind of building up, 
uh, is so essential for young people, for old people, for everyone in the movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think going to pro-life events such as this, maybe not to this scale, but in the UK and stuff such as the SBUC Youth Conference, and I know a lot of other pro-life organisations hold these conferences, is essential. Because in order to be a good pro-life advocate and take it out with you in your daily life, you need to be educated, inspired and empowered. And these events do that. So they educate you, you have all these amazing speakers, and at our conference we obviously provide these incredible speakers to give insight into the pro-life movement. It's inspiring to be around so many young people who hold your views and it's empowering to see them all in unity and you can take that all those things and implement it in your daily life no matter what you're doing so coming here to the biggest march in the world is like the best way to be educated inspired and empowered and uh, hopefully we'll go back to the uk and take that and spread it around amazing just the absolute the energy the the really the guts to say with the, i've watched young people uh walking was three hours for the whole crowd to pass by um, and just watching them also interact they also know a lot of them know that this is a loving movement this isn't a hateful bigoted whatever whatever they're doing this out of love they're doing this because this is better for women women deserve better than abortion as one of the signs reads um, let's talk about that for a second a lot of signage this time a lot of signage made up by young people um, I thought it was great. What was your thoughts on some of that? Amazing. I thought it was really good. I actually got quite um, a lot of inspiration. So my colleague Grace and I run a social media platform called Abortion. It's a black and white issue. And so we're always looking for like new content and new catchy slogans to use for that. And I got a lot of ideas from a lot of the signs. Really, really good. You had like signs that were memes as well and um, that they had made pro-life and like obviously the whole baby Yoda um, thing that's just come into <laughs> thing. You see all these baby Yoda signs. But yeah, it was really, really good. And um, again, all the signs were about women. We care about women, we love women. And I think looking into the pro-life movement as somebody who's not involved, oftentimes they can only see, oh, you know, all we care about is the fetus after birth, we don't care anymore. But if you come to stuff like this and talk and actually go and look into the movement, you know, we go above and beyond to help women and their families, both before their child is born and after. So I think that's really um, been shown at this march as well, which has been great. Yeah. And I think things like this totally explode the, to the myth of, oh, who's the pro-life movement? Old white men or something, yes. right? And sorry, you're wrong. Um, anyway, it's been an incredible time. Any closing thoughts for all of our viewers at LifeSite News? Yeah, um, so I'd just like to say we aren't all old white men, shocking. Um, and our movement is one of life, love and joy. And we do really, really are working hard to promote um, equality for the unborn and protection for women and to stop society from targeting and exterminating our weakest and most vulnerable members of society. So thank you all for everything you're doing. Keep up the good work. Again, events like this aren't just for today. You take them and you work with them every single day of this year um, and implement them in your daily activities no matter what you do. Beautiful. Aidan Linton, thank you for being with us on the John Henry Weston Show. Thank you for having me. May God bless you. And God bless you. We'll see you next time.